0: Five, four, three, two, one. And you know I had to tell on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 The Earth is flat. Fly, fly. Bro, you need to check your facts. Fly, fly. I got high up through the roof, yeah, yeah. And I landed on the moon. The moon flat too. In reality, everything is just in 2D. Came from 1983. i sides growing up and down the street. But y'all sleep. Call me BOB, cause I don't see the curve. Nah. Messing up my vibe, yeah, you got a lot of nerve. Nah. Read a book, nah, I don't wanna learn. Nah. Read a book, nah, I don't We don't say it, we just pray it. I'ma leave it. Now i am i stay it. Do your research, how much I gotta say it. Hey, the earth is flat. Fly, fly, fly. Bro, you need to check your facts. I got high up through the roof. And I landed on the moon. The moon flat blue. In reality, everything is just in 2D. Came from nineteen eighty three. Besides, going up and down the street while y'all sleep. Y'all sleep. Y'all sleep.
1: How you doing, I'm Mikey J and thank you for tuning in to KGUP Presents. This episode is 13 of uh season three, which is happening right now. I'm gonna go ahead and move along because I want to introduce our guest because I'm super excited to bring him on. Uh, you know, for the first 40 years of his life, and like many of us, we've discovered that our, there is a creator, you know, uh, you know, like I met many of us, we were asleep, but. Since he's awoken, he's been very vocal about the truth of our world. He's been on dozens of shows, speaking engagements around the plane to educate the masses about health and nutrition and alternative history, free energy, knowing our freedoms and rights as a human being, exposing the new world order. And you might have seen him on the latest film by Hibbler Productions called Level. Please introduce, I mean, uh, please welcome Dave Murphy, also known as Allegedly Dave. How's it going, Dave?
2: I'm going, it's going good thanks very much for having me on
1: yeah thanks well thanks for coming on the show um, you know I wanted to open up with kind of like a story of you know your your journey to becoming a flat earth flat earther you know because you know, it seems to be that's where we all kind of begin especially with your introduction because um, you're you're kind of like a flat earth hero you're, you're a pioneer. <laughs> At least you're a hero to me. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. Well, um, I I started just like many many of us who uh, got into it by accident. You know, I was um, I was researching some totally unrelated topic, um, and I saw a video. Um, you know, one of those suggestive videos, and it was talking about scientific experiments. And I've always been a sucker for scientific experiments. So, um, yeah, I was going through all these experiments and uh, um, some of them, and excuse the car going past you, um, some of them, um, you know, were really interesting. And one of them was about uh, the Bedford Levels experiment. And um, I'd never heard of it before. And it introduced to me the, uh, the curvature calculation. Um, which is eight inches per mile squared. So you can find out how much is how much the Earth should block um, a, a landmark at a particular distance away. So um, over six miles, apparently the, uh, the 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 blockage would be it's twenty five feet, but um, eight inches above the ground it came out sixteen feet.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, which I thought, hang on a minute, that makes the Earth seem very very small. Yeah. So um, I, I, I was pretty sure I could see, um, you know, landmarks a lot further away than that. So I went down to a, a particular beach where there was a lighthouse about twelve miles away. Um, worked out the calculation. I should have, um, I should have not been able to see the first thirty-two feet of this lighthouse. Yeah. Um, but instead, you know, my face right down towards the water, um, I could see the whole lighthouse right down to where the water met the rocks. So that was it. It launched me into, you know, this feverish research into, into the, you know, the shape of our earth.
1: Right. Yeah. Cause you know, back in those days, you know, 2015, 2016, there wasn't a whole lot of people to like, you know, refer to about information about, about the, you know, the shape of the earth. And, and uh, so you've become like one of the, the originals, you know, to like speak out and, be guests on different shows, and, you know, like Eric DeBay, he was, like, you know, the, one of the first that I discovered, and, and then all the videos that kind of, like, you know, before the censorship, and then I started to see you in a lot of, like, videos, um, you know, your, your take, you know, with, like, ODD TV, I mean, you, you've appeared in a lot of his videos, and, you know, Mark Sargent, and stuff like that, and, um, you know, so... <laughs>
2: Well, I think I think the one that uh, I did my very first um, Flat Earth video uh, back in March of 2015. Um, But the one that basically launched me, I guess, into the limelight was um, I was I guess I was the first uh, person to be interviewed on on a mainstream TV news station. Yeah, but it was in Macedonia. which oh. <laughs> is out of the way, but but, uh, but yes, um, I was invited to Macedonia, and um, the uh, the interview was actually in Macedonian, and so I had somebody speaking into my ear, and I would reply in English. Yeah. So, what Odd TV did, he took that video, which I didn't think anybody would have any interest in whatsoever, you know, because you know it's half in Macedonian. Why would anybody want to watch that? Um, unless you speak Macedonian um, so I had no interest in it but ODD TV took it he cut out all the Macedonian parts and just had me speaking you know my responses so it kind of looked like I stunned the guy into absolute silence <laughs> but yeah. no I, I didn't no he was just um, you know he, just, he was just waiting for me to finish speaking and then he speaking Macedonian but you know everyone's like oh he stunned him into silence. But, yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't. But, uh, yeah that was uh, that I found. I actually found that um, that video appeared uh, and got more views on everyone else's channel but mine.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, the way
2: Facebook, uh, YouTube works, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's how definitely how it works for me, I mean, at least. Um, so I often hear the question a lot. Especially from pe- people that refuse to look outside of like science and like their own religion, like why does it matter? Wow,
2: well, that's uh, that's usually uh, question number two or three. Um, yeah, right. it, it matters hugely because um, in order for a, a very very small group of people to subjugate, you know, billions of people. The very first thing you've got to do is psychologically weaken them psychologically diminish them to nothing essentially so if you combine the um, flat earth or, or the the ball earth theory with yes. the theory of evolution and uh the big bang theory well that reduces us to a microbe um crawling around on a speck of dust in a infinite and uncaring universe that came about all by accident there's no creator there's no plan there's no purpose for your life right so it means that people who have uh power in this world you know whether they have lots of money or property or whatever they can insert themselves above us and say you do what i say now if you know that this is a created place and you are chief of the creations here, you know, chief of the, the creator's creations, and there is a creator, well, you realize that you are one step below the creator, and nobody can put themselves in a position above you. So, yeah, it was very, uh, it was very instrumental in getting us to this situation we are in now, where we have um, people who are, you know, our masters telling us what to do. All
1: right. And, uh, you know, through your revelation, I mean, you went through the first 40 years of your life, not even considering that God existed or not Yeshua or, um, <laughs> Yehovah, but, um, how was it, how did you transition? I mean, was it very difficult for you to like, accept that everything that you've been taught is the lie? Like, how, how did you like come to the conclusion that there is a creator?
2: All right. Well, um, yeah. So 40 years of atheism, I, I arrived at that because uh, at the age of 13, um, you know, I, I got into the Greek gods and the myths and all that. And I was actually, that, I, I was really interested in that as a, a child. Uh, and then when I got into school, I found out that they were just one set of, of gods and there were gods all over the place, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that, no, this seems like a control system. Um, at age 13 and so that was it no more nothing nothing to do with it but the uh, old testament or the, uh, let's say the bible um presented itself to me three times so whether it's right or not or wrong i was uh i came across urine therapy and um somebody told me you know it talks about urine therapy in the old in the old testament don't you i was like does it Okay, have a look, and yeah, Proverbs 5.15. Now, there's a lot of people saying it's got nothing to do with it, blah, 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 but it doesn't matter because it was what got me to go um, have a look at this book, okay? But it wasn't enough for me to actually read it. Yeah. So um, the second time was when I got into Flat Earth and somebody said, you know, the, the Bible's a Flat Earth book, don't you? I was like, is it? So had a look again, and sure enough, it's a Flat Earth book. So the third time was, um, yeah, when I found out that uh, King James was a black man. I was like, no, it can't be because I've seen the uh, portrait in the National Portrait Gallery and uh, no, he's a white guy. So I, I found um, a, a book and I think it was a 1611 King James Bible and it had an engraving of him and sure hmm. enough, he was a black guy. So when something presents itself to me three times, I usually take that as a sign that I've got to take a closer look at it. So I, I read through the book, um, you know, all the way through, cover to cover, three times. And um, uh, for reasons why I, you know, I might go into later, um, I thought no, the New Testament doesn't fit. So I decided to research the Old Testament. And I was absolutely shocked at what I found, um, and uh, and yeah. So I, I spent the last five years researching the Old Testament.
1: Very nice. Yeah, th- that's been one of the the fascinating topics that I've uncovered during this like whole journey of you know discovering the, the shape of our Earth is is the like the Moorish paradigm, and it it seems to like it seems to me because uh, I've been listening to a various number of people like like Michelle Gibson and a lot of her research is like indicating that we did have one race and it covered the entire world and there was a you know an event that happened and there was a division of like you know the nation states and how that's where you know everyone started to become divided but the original race of our world, you know everybody, was like either one color or one, you know, uh, you know, everybody looked alike, basically. Yeah. yeah. And there uh, one
2: there was one template for, for humans and it was, you know, brown skin, black hair, you know, black woolly hair and right. uh, brown eyes. And that was it. There was no variation at all.
1: Yeah. It, it seems to be like there, there was like racial harmony and then everyone was united and connected through this like, you know, uh, grid system and we had free energy, everything was like peaceful. And then, you know, where do you think everything was divided and, and how everything came about? Cause you know, some, there's like different viewpoints of how everything changed. And you know, the, the one, one person her theory was that, you know, over a period of 600 years, that's how the white man was created. But you know, there, there's so many different takes on how, you know, the evolution of like race came about. What, what do you think?
2: Okay well, having studied the uh, Old Testament and the books that were taken out of it, um, so the Book of Enoch, Book of Jasher, and Book of Jubilees, um, there's no doubt you know there's no doubt where where all this came from. Um, in the, In the Old Testament is there's essentially one line, one or two lines in there, uh, genesis six uh, six four I think it is, that says uh, talks about angels coming down, having sex with women, and essentially, corrupting the human gene pool yeah with the half half celestial half human offspring called the nephilim um now christian dogma says no no that's uh, the the sons of seth and the wicked daughters of cain or whatever some some made up stuff um but you go to the book of enoch enoch and it literally says no no it's angels and here are their names you know Uh, yeah this is what they taught mankind and you know in detail you know so there's no doubt about what happened um so um so essentially when you say about free energy and all that stuff you're you're kind of mixing two topics here i think um the free energy came from i think um uh previous civilizations because when you read the old testament um carefully looking at the uh the hebrew as well you'll you'll kind of discover that um the story of the old testament is essentially the last seven thousand years of earth's history and there were more civilizations that happened before but the the old testament isn't concerned with it literally everybody from those civilizations was utterly destroyed and we it started again okay um and when you combine that with this new information about uh, that came out of Flat Earth, uh, I don't know if you've come across it, Lost History of Flat Earth.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a great video.
2: It's amazing. You see it's jaw-dropping, it's, it's really, in its uh, um, you know conclusions. So I, I think there were pre- lots of previous civilizations. And there was this worldwide, um, worldwide civilization um, that whose buildings we see all around us um, and they um, unlocked the secret of free energy, which I don't think is a secret. It's only a secret from us. Yeah. Um, and we've been given a kind of uh, uh, a fake version of science and uh, and what energy is, so we don't look at the fact that if you stick a if you stick a wire 250 foot in the air, you're going to you're going to pull in energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it very 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 simple but you know these these previous civilizations honed that knowledge you know that very simple knowledge into something um very streamlined um so that's one side of it um but as i said the old testament is concerned with the last seven thousand years of of history and we're coming up to the end of the six thousand years of that history um and so um the Fallen angels, you know, came impregnating, um, you know, women with uh, this this Nephilim um, bloodline, and essentially corrupted corrupted the bloodline so much that uh, that the earth had become so wicked. That's why the Most High had to um, wipe it clean, and Noah apparently was the only one who had, you know, the original blueprint for Adam essentially he was the only one who wasn't um corrupted by this bloodline um but it doesn't say that his wife wasn't corrupted and it turns out that um his wife or one of if if not one of his wives was um nama of the bloodline of cain um oh so, wow so that bloodline made it uh, the other side of the flood. Um, and so it also means that uh, Noah's sons were corrupted. And a week before the flood, Noah had to find wives for his, his three sons from the corrupted stock. So all those bloodlines made it to the other side of the flood through the DNA. Okay. So it wasn't going to be as um, potent as what happened in the, the first place with the incursion of the fallen angels, but still that bloodline made it to the other side. So Um, that's why you get giants on the other side of the flood Um, so if you read um genesis post-flood you'll see that the most high is is um he's manipulating bloodlines he's basically saying okay out of my three sons shem's bloodline is going to be the the chosen one because it was the most human okay mm-hmm. um and then from shem's children let's go it's our fact sad, he's the one uh well he's not the one but it's it's his line that um, continues until you get another chosen one abraham and then abraham had lots and lots of children but only the child with sarah um was was the chosen one isaac and then isaac had two sons and that was a turning point um Isaac's sons, uh, Esau and Jacob. Well, the fallen angel seed was concentrated in Esau because, it, you know, the the Old Testament and the Book of jasher describe him as wicked and deceitful and, you know, designing. Um, so the fallen angel uh, DNA was concentrated in him and absent in Jacob, which is why all of Jacob's offspring were now chosen. So it's a you know it's a, a very careful um, sifting of the bloodlines, um, and uh, and essentially um, what you got, um, and again loads of cars going past. I'm really sorry.
1: No, I don't even uh, hear them.
2: Oh, don't you? Okay, that's <laughs> no. that's good. Um, so yes, yeah, so so what you've got is a combination of two things. So as I said, Esau kind of embodied the whole DM, DNA of the uh, fallen angels. And he, you know, is described as a, essentially as a Caucasian, um, red hair, and the hair was straight, because um, when Rebecca was was dressing um, Joseph, uh, Je- Joseph, Jacob up as as Esau, uh, she put goat skins on him, not not lamb skin. Yeah. Mm. Um, so no, we had he had straight hair. That and the fact that um, in Deuteronomy it tells that uh, the Canaanites, who were left in the land, would be uh, would be cursed with with leprosy, which means skin turning white. Right. Ah. So, so the the Canaanites left in the land were leprous, and so they were white. And you had um, uh, Esau, who was a red haired man. So that's leprosy plus some men- melanin, because if you remove melanin altogether. From somebody, you get blonde hair, blue eyes, lack of melanin in the hair and the eyes right. and in the skin. So you, so you get very, very pale skin. If you add a bit of melanin to blonde hair, you get red hair. Yeah. If you add a little melanin to, to blue eyes, you get green eyes. Yeah. yeah. If you add a little melanin to very, very pale skin, you get kind of reddish skin. Yeah. So, um, so Esau, when he married, he married. Of the Canaanites. So you end up with, you, with a Caucasian type person, which would, uh, according to history, would be called a Turkic type people. Wow. Um, but they became the Caucasians. Uh, and if you really, really sort of study the book, you'll find the origins of all the nations that you find today, um, which, you know, when I've explained it, I've really pissed off a few people.
1: Yeah, I mean, anybody who's been in, indoctrinated with the the official stories, you know, especially from the Ice Age and how people originated from you know one little region of of Africa, and then you know we're expected to believe that that race of people just kind of migrated all over the world, and that's how everybody kind of like evolved from that one tribe of people. I mean, that's the official, I you mean, know, if you go to like Discovery, the, the Discovery Channel, I mean, that's their their official version of how the world populated the earth.
2: <laughs> right, but what you've got to understand is nothing you get from the uh, official mainstream, whether it's education or television or movies or whatever, everything is essentially bullshit. Made up, no, it's made up bullshit. Yeah, Yeah. to to give you a a false impression of the truth. Yeah, no, of course we didn't all come from Africa. Wait a minute, there was a worldwide flood, which can't be denied. There was a worldwide flood, and every everybody who lives now descended from three three boys. Yeah, from who landed in Turkey. Yeah, right. So there was no Africa involved at that point. So. This idea that we evolve—no, we don't evolve. Yeah, um, we we make um, adaptations, but not you know that we change into anything else. You don't get you know a a, a dark-skinned man go to a cold climate and then turn white. No, that doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? So 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 no. Um, you know, you get white people go to Africa and they just get redder and redder. You know. Yeah. No, they don't they're black. They, they just <laughs> no. So, so it, it, the the world and people don't act like that. It doesn't work like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. And um, you know, when when you can, comp- you know, as as you know, because I have only been a flat earther for the past like year and a half, like maybe maybe a year and eighteen or eighteen months, almost the the, the congratulations entire
2: congratulations because of the because of the censorship you must have worked really hard to find this stuff so
1: <laughs> yeah and fortunately i i discovered everything at the beginning of 2020 about the end of 2019 and then i started to notice the censorship was starting to happen around august of last year and i'm very thankful that i was able to receive the information that that was available because everybody's just been silenced and stuff has just been deleted channels been wiped out and it, I mean, I'm surprised that you haven't been shut down. I mean, have you experienced any censorship at all?
2: Uh, yeah, most of my most of my videos been taken down, and I keep I keep realizing they're taking others down without telling me. Um, yeah. So so yeah, um, I, I went onto my I think you've got like a dashboard behind the scenes, and I'm starting to see you know red red X's everywhere, deleted, deleted, deleted. Wow. deleted. Um, but I'm crazy. I'm trying to put them back up on on shoot and uh and uh, Odyssey,
1: yeah. Um, you know, you're recently on the movie level. How, how, what, how was your experience with that film? And um, did you have any like backlash from it or anything like that?
2: Actually, no. I mean, the, the trolls were relatively few this time, um, and yeah. I was just getting some. Uh, it was such a positive feedback from it um yeah i uh, personally um I, I i think i think it could have been done slightly differently because um what i didn't like was the kind of uh sneering um you know at you know we could we don't have to sink to that level sneering at the mainstream and saying you know uh, right. you know calling calling um neil degrasse tyson out you know <laughs> You know okay we don't have to descend to that you know we can just present present stuff and let people make their own minds up and uh i think in that in level i think we you know we put a, a strong case there together um right. i did submit other stuff for um for for level that didn't get in there so uh on my channel you find the next level <laughs> but i yeah. i just put in all the stuff that i um you know I, I i didn't get into level but um but yeah there was a, there's enough stuff for for people to um grasp the topic
1: yeah you know i i feel like um you know it's a great way of like introducing people to you know the flat earth community because you know it is a little gr- aggressive how the movie kind of like you know it's you know um there's this whole, this like war mentality. Like we have to do something now and we all have to band together. Otherwise you're an idiot if you don't do this. And that's kind of like the mentality that the opposing view is, is like, if you don't believe that the earth is a globe then you're an idiot. So you're kind of like, yeah. it's back and forth and you don't really get anywhere. And everybody just kind of stays in their stance. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's exactly what I feel really. It's uh it, we didn't need to do that, but you know, so be it. And, uh, you know, it was a it was a it was a good documentary, very good documentary. And, and you know, Sean Hedger does a really good job when he when he when he puts these things together.
1: Right. So what kind of stuff are you doing right now? Like 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 I went on your website, allegedly dave.com and, and you're you're all over the place. I mean, you you have all these speaking engagements. Um, what what kind of stuff are, are you, you know, letting people know about?
2: Uh, actually, um, right now, what seems to be incredibly popular, um, which I understand, is um, is common law. Um, you know, I think people are starting to wake up and realize that um, they don't seem to have any choice in this world. Uh, there's no justice. You, you know, you and and you know they don't understand the law, and they're they're starting to realize that they're being um, bamboozled by it, right. um, and uh, what I teach, and I, I literally I've done, I don't know, six talks in about a month now, um, and you know uh, I think people are realizing that, um, or what what I I'm, I'm teaching is uh, essentially how 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 to say no, realizing what what is actually going on, you know, and right. and you know how, how you're being tricked. And then it it empowers you to say no so um if i can give an example um like if you get a a bank loan for instance Mm -hmm. you know you think you're you know you've been brainwashed into believing that you know when you um, say get a loan for ten thousand dollars or whatever um Mm -hmm. you know the bank moves some gold from here to there or, or, you know, m- print some money or move some notes, you know, from one place to another. And now you've got 10,000 in your account. Um, you work, you know, you, you spend the money, you work your, your, your bottom off to try and get that money back and pay them back with interest. Um, right. It doesn't work like that. No, not at no, all. And when, and when you look into it, it's like, no, it's a, it's a con trick. So what actually happens is when you sign that loan agreement, you create what's known as a promissory note that you promise to pay three times the amount, usually. Um, and they take that note and cash it. <laughs> they literally type into your account $10,000 and that's it. They, they haven't given you anything. they are just giving you credit within their banking system. So other banks will recognize those digits in your account and uh, everyone will play along as if it's real. Um, but then you actually use your physical sweat equity, you know, you sweat and do all your, use up all your energy, you know, for, for most of your life, trying to get these, these dollars to pay them back, you know. And if you don't, then they take your stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a trap. It's a trick. So um, once you sh- you show them that you know the trick, then you can you can bypass the whole thing and you can stop paying them, stop being stop being tricked by them.
1: Right, it, it's a big con. Yeah. That's why they call it a contract. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Exactly, and uh, with contracts, we're we're trapped into contracts all the time, and we've got no idea, you know. Um, but the the power the power that you've got is that you have exactly the same power as the people writing the contract. So I tell the the story of when I came back to England, I had to open a bank account. And uh, the bank gave me an application form to fill in. And they said, "Uh, just just sign there and give it back to us and we'll open your account. I said, "Uh, actually, I'm going to take it home and I'm going to come back tomorrow. So I took it home. I read through it. And there were some things I didn't like about this this contract. A few charges that I didn't like. So I crossed them out. Mm -hmm. crossed them out and initialed them. And uh, I didn't do this, but I should have. There might have been a few things that I wanted into that contract. So I would have written them in and then initialed them. So um, once I'd finished, I folded it all back up, went into the um, bank the next day and handed it in. And just like they expected me to sign it without reading it, they accepted it without reading it. So about a year later, um, when my my balance dipped for a microsecond below, below zero, um, they said, "Oh, like, aha, 30 pound £30 charge. I said, well, I'm not paying it. They said, you have to. I said, no, I don't. They said, yes, you do. I said, it's not in our contract. They said, yes, it is. I said, go and look. Right. And about uh, a few days later, I got a letter saying, uh, we're not going to charge you for that.
1: Yeah. You know, I used to do loans back in the day uh, before the, um, you know, the 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 first collapse in 2008. Well, it's not the first. But, um, you, you know, you could write an affidavit. If you didn't agree with something in the contract, you could write something. I mean, we would never, like, tell them, like, you could do this. But some people were very you know, aware of how contract law was and they would write stipulations and then, you know, our, our loan underwriters would just sign it without really understanding. But if you knew your rights and you didn't want to give up, you know, a certain, certain number of rights, like, like the mineral rights. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, I, you know, in the contract, I want to own the mineral rights. And if the underwriter signed it and agreed to it, you you own those those mineral rights. So but a lot of people didn't really understand contract law and then they would just sign and and sign it away. But if you were very knowledgeable and you're privy to do that, I mean you could get away with it easily.
2: Which is why we are educated. Right. You know, education isn't to uplift us; it's to make us standardized slaves who who don't know anything. You don't teach you don't teach slaves anything, yeah. Right. You teach them just how to operate the simple machines and and do the simple paperwork, and that's it. Yeah. Um. So, so no, they don't. <laughs> they don't want you to know how how this works. They want you to know how money works. You know. No. Um, it's the most important thing for a child to learn yet they don't teach it at school. You know there's, there's got to be just disconnect there somewhere, isn't it? Yeah uh, Yeah,
1: I, I saw a video. Um, you were at one of the science uh, exhibits or laboratories or I, I don't know where you were, but it looked like museum. yeah, like a, like a science museum and a natural science museum and uh, it looked like one of the the ones that I visited when I was young and you know it 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 that's like the beginning of our indoctrination and because we're so impressionable at young age especially before the age of eight and so when you see like the globe and you see the way that space is constructed by nasa we just automatically you know that's our foundation so we just sure. believe everything that's presented to us um yeah
2: I, and i think i did in, in that video you know I, I i stood there watching a whole group of like seven or eight year olds around this animated globe and i was saying there's your interdoctrination right there you know yeah. the, the teacher is exactly. saying you live here yeah. and the kids go, yeah hey, it's brilliant <laughs> that's it you know yeah um, right at the beginning
1: <laughs> i mean i was one of those kids and and like you know just in awe because of everything was like in our face i mean they made everything a ball and the whole universe is every all the planets in in the in the solar system are all balls and so you just you know it becomes a reality when you see it in person even though it's not reality but we think it is (laughs)
2: yeah as you said before the age of uh, seven um everything that you take in everything that you're told you take in is absolute truth yeah and it becomes a foundation of your reality which is why it's so hard for some people to to let go of the ball you know
1: right yeah that's why it's important for you know in sixth grade you always go to science camp and you go to you do the most traveling and going to museums and it just reinforces everything that's being taught and you know so when you're 20 years old or 24 or 30, 40 years old, I mean, you just don't believe anything because of that trip.
2: <laughs> oh no, you don't even you don't even um, give it a second thought because now it's the foundation of your reality. Yeah. Why right. would you Why would you look at you know um, <laughs> look at the air you breathe? You know, you know it's there, and you don't have to you don't have to give it a second thought anymore. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's it. So when when you start challenging a person's foundational reality, that's when you get the, I guess, very exaggerated responses, you know, usually anger, you know.
1: Right. Yeah, people get really defensive when you challenge what they've been taught.
2: Yeah. It's funny that um, uh, when you look at a flat earther and a a ball earther interacting, you'll see the anger come from the ball earther not the flat earther. a flat earth is usually very calm and you know trying to explain something um exactly. and, it's, and it's exactly the same as uh, somebody who's um been vaccinated talking to somebody who hasn't been vaccinated and won't get vaccinated same thing the, yeah. the unvaccinated person will be calm trying to explain something and you'll get anger and hatred from the uh vaccinated person so yeah it's the same same way there's a correlation there i don't know exactly what though. But
1: belief is very powerful. And if, if you're watching TV, like I, I haven't watched like any mainstream television since January and my mind just feels more clear. I don't have any confusion. I know what's fact. I only look at fact. And mm-hmm. if I, if I see or hear something and I can't verify it, then, you know, that's where I'm, I, I question the, the information that I'm hearing, but if you're watching TV all the time, those frequencies that's coming from those channels are, are you know, you know, they're, they're just changing the way that you think. So yeah. you're not really thinking for yourself.
2: Exactly, exactly. And I, I haven't watched t- TV now for, uh, fifteen years. Um, wow. And you know, I don't miss it. You yeah. know, I'm
1: sure you <laughs> feel fact, great.
2: <laughs> yeah, in fact, you know. Um, uh, stepping back a second i uh, one thing i noticed is that there isn't a there isn't a single flat earther that i've ever come across who has been fooled by the covid stuff you know i think i think flat earth came along exactly the right time um it came along to to burst people's bubbles about about this world you know yeah if they can lie to you about where you live they can lie to you about everything and anything Um, And they have, you know, so, um, sorry, I went on a bit of an aside there. I forgot what you asked No,
1: Well, I I found it very interesting that, you know, Flat Earth and and the awakening, everything just seemed to happen all at the same time. And Mm -hmm. prior to like 2015 or 2014, there was like no talk of it at all. I mean, I'm I'm just curious why people, you know, why all of a sudden the huge change, you know,
2: this is the time again spoken of in the old testament as the apocalypse yeah which means the great revealing of truth mm-hmm. and you know we started to see, see that revealing of truth you know over the last i don't know um two maybe three decades you know there's just truth started coming at us i, I really think uh 2000, 2001 you know 9 11 was was a big turning point and yeah it was like, okay, 9-11 happened. It maybe took us a year or so to realize, or maybe a couple more years to realize, hang on, there was something fishy about that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And then there was 7-7, you know, in England. Um, and it was like a couple of months, people were going, oh, no, there's something fishy about it. And then, you know, Sandy Hook came along and it was like almost immediately, ah, yeah. And, and it was uh, speeding up. A speeding yeah. up of knowledge and understanding, what um, what's going on around us, and I, I think that's um, you know I, I think flat Earth came along in the middle of that um, that apocalypse, that revealing of truth, um, and uh, again the Old Testament's right there, where it's like you know knowledge is in, when knowledge has increased and people running to and fro, you know <laughs> that's, yeah. that kind of describes where we are now, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember, you know, the the Sandy Hook incident. The one the one thing that threw me off was watching people walk in. There was like a whole group of people, probably 20 or 30 people, and they were all like circulating in this circle. And they were walking in and out, and you you know, and they were showing it on the news. And if you weren't paying attention, you would never notice that the same people were just walking in and out in this continuous circle. And mm-hmm. I was like, what are they doing?
2: <laughs> yeah. I know. And then Robbie Parker, that was the one for me, you know, Robbie oh. Parker laughing on the way to the, to the mic and, uh, you know, then right. <laughs> getting himself ready to, to yeah. make this emotional appeal, you know, <laughs> obviously was like, he
1: was an actor, obviously, because yeah. no, no person who just lost their kids would be acting that way. They, they would probably wouldn't even be on television because they couldn't even keep their composure.
2: Well, not only that lost their kid the day before. Yeah, you know that's like a fresh wound. I mean, i no, I mean that's that that's not human behavior. You know, no. that's that's an actor or a psychopath,
1: right? Yeah, definitely a yeah. psychopath if that if that was really his kids.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and then and then you start finding that the, the kids who died are appearing at other places. You know,
1: yeah. Oh, and dying yeah. in other things. And then the the Super Bowl the following. The, the Super Bowl after the incident, and they just magically appeared in their face. I mean, they were growing up, you know, but you could tell that they were the same kids. And yeah. then, of course, Alex Jones was ridiculed for those for those statements. And, you know, when you looked at the evidence for yourself, you're like, oh, wow, he was right.
2: <laughs> mm, exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, just as Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage. And we're starting to realize that we've been, we, we were born in Disney World. We've got this troupe of actors, you know, uh, performing in front of us, and we take it like it's the real world, you know?
1: Yeah. So, was it, you know, part of your awakening? Was it 9 11 or, or was it? Yes. I mean, that I, was like the most televised event. So, it was hard not to look at it from all angles.
2: Well, I was able to see it from a different angle because I was there. Um I I literally turned down a job in Tower One on the fortieth floor with the Lehman brothers literally a month oh, wow. before. Um, and instead I took a job um, across the water in Hoboken. Um literally right across from it. Wow. Um, so I watched it from a pier. Um That's crazy. And and I, I didn't really um to be honest, uh, see it as um, you know, anything unusual until about four years later, um, I was helping wow. my daughter with physics homework and it, you know, it, it dawned on me that it couldn't have happened the way they said it did. Wow.
1: You know, it's crazy that you mentioned Lehman Brothers because they were like, you know, the last puzzle of the whole corruption, you know, and once they went down, the entire system went down because they were like the last of the, the subprime l- uh, lenders. Mm -hmm. or is you know part of the scam
2: (laughs) well again i i it's going to sound silly but i feel like i've been led by the most high to to witness and experience certain things so that um my illusions about this world could be destroyed and laid the the way open for for finding the most high okay so i was at 9-11 um, I was there in in New York for the it, the internet crash um, and not just in in there but there was a documentary being filmed about the internet crash while it was happening okay wow. called startup.com and I was filming in the company that I was working for so you know it was like Interesting. you know I was, I was right there in the middle of it um, I was also right in the middle of the uh, financial crash because I was working for Standard and Poor's at the time, wow. and uh, they were asked—they asked me to write a system to manage um, collateralized debt obligations and and, um, and credit default swaps, the things that caused the the crash in the first place. Yeah. So they had to explain to me how they worked, so that I could write the system to manage them. And when they explained it to me, I was like,
1: uh,
2: "Okay, this is going to go downhill very quickly." And uh, if, you, if you see the, um, the film, um, The Big Short, mm-hmm. have you seen yeah. that one?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, imagine, imagine being one of those guys, but not having uh, a couple of you know, billion dollars in a, in a hedge fund to play with. Um, and that was me. I, I saw everything that they saw wow. ahead of time. But, you know, I, I didn't have a hedge fund or anything. I didn't have money and I couldn't, you know, capitalise on it. So I just knew it was going to happen. And that's why I'm back in England.
1: You know? Wow. Well, you know, even, even when I worked in, in the industry, you know, you could kind of see the collapse coming because it wasn't sustainable. Oh. I mean, all, all the, the turning heads of like, you know, the, the people were just being loaned who didn't really had no, no business getting a loan. You know, these like negative amortiz- amortization loans and stuff. I mean, it was just oh. absolutely
2: okay. nuts. I was seeing, I was seeing in, in a town I lived in, lived in a little town in, um, in New Jersey and I was seeing my neighbors getting like beach houses and, uh, you know, two or three, you know, yeah. beach houses and, um, and new cars and everything. I got myself a new car, a flash car, and then everybody else got one. And it was like, <laughs> it was like, you know, I had to, I had to really work to get this. And everybody was like, oh, he's got a new car. bet have one. So, it was like, how are they doing this? You know, um. No, so so yeah, I could see it was it was gonna it was gonna go down, you know, and I I had to get out of there because it didn't seem like a place to stay.
1: No, they were, there was no long term, and even after the crash, I mean, I tried to to continue the business, and it, it was just so difficult because everybody was still looking for the you know the, the no no proof of income type loans, and I'm like that doesn't exist anymore. And
2: what do you mean after the crash? <laughs> the crash is still happening it, yeah it it, 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 it it started in in 2008 and it's still happening now yeah they've just they've just um you know pumped so much money in it so it, it's happening in slow motion right uh, so no the the system crashed in 2008 and and it's still crashing you know right
1: yeah it, it's it's nuts i mean and they're just keeping all of us distracted by you know the the garbage that's on television like I, I can't watch any of it because as soon as the moment that I detect any kind of narrative, I I can't watch it anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Well I can't I haven't, sorry, I haven't watched T V in fifteen years. Every time every so often I'm at somebody's house and I've got it on, but you know, I don't class that as watching it. And but I can't watch films anymore because now the the propaganda in every film it's is so now bad. Overwhelming. You know it's like they they start with a propaganda and then they build a film around it you know
1: yeah
2: it's like I, no i can't watch it you know it's just, um if it's not um lots of death and sex and uh you know and identity politics it's you know I, I, no i can't watch anything.
1: <laughs> right so some of the things that you teach i mean you i mean you can go to you know, on your website, I mean, you can you can have you speak on different topics, including like being, you know, self sufficient and health. Um, what are some of the other things that you you cover in your in your um,
2: ah okay um, speaking engagement? I uh, one of my favorite talks is about human um, potential. Uh, the video is called uh, telepathy and the complete human, mm. um, and essentially, I I. I just awaken people to you know our our hidden potential and we've got you know we've got a whole load more senses than just five. Um yeah we've got a whole lot more abilities than we we we're aware of. Um and I just highlight things that you know happen to people, which means if they can happen to somebody because you know they had a stroke or they got bashed on the head or a couple of wires crossed somewhere uh, and then they have these these amazing abilities. That means these abilities are latent in us. Right. We just don't know how to access them. Yeah, and uh, and actually there are ways of accessing them that other people have found. So I talk about that. So there's that. Um, uh, I talk about languages actually. Um, there's a video called the language of Creation mm. where I find out found out reading the Old Testament that the whole earth spoke one language and it yep. was called paleo Hebrew and it was the language that the most high converse with Adam with and the, what the most High used to create the universe with. Um, and, and I show how, basically I show how we lost that language, you know, the Tower of Babel incident. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, the fact that um, as you come into this world, you speak paleo Hebrew. And because of the Tower of Babel incident, you know, you're, uh, you come into this world speaking the language, and then you find that your parents can't speak the language, so you have to learn their language. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and you'll find that this language, Paleo-Hebrew, is completely different, completely different from the languages that we speak um, in this world today. That um, we have to, um, we understand, in the left-hand side of our brain right by and we have to guess at what somebody means so when you speak to me i'm continuously guessing at what you're saying to me
1: right right
2: And you know nine times out of ten if we actually started comparing notes about what you said to me um i'll have a, a completely different view to what you you actually meant right but the language that uh, our language our original language um is, comes from here comes from from you know your your heart you understand it you know it it's intuitive okay um i do this i do this uh, example a lot so i'm gonna do it again with you i guess <laughs> um, so you might have heard it if you've seen some of my videos um so i'm gonna give you a little demonstration of what the difference is between um uh, if you don't, don't mind that is oh no um, of course not so the difference between English and Paleo-Hebrew, okay? okay? So I'm going to describe a film to you in English, and you have to tell me what the film is, okay? Okay. Uh, a man on the autistic spectrum recounts his life to strangers. What's the film?
1: Recounts his life to strangers. Oh, goodness.
2: Um, mm. I don't know. The man on the autistic spectrum recounts his life to strangers any ideas any
1: uh i you know i i can't remember i i'm, okay. I'm pictur- picturing uh russell Crowe.
2: <laughs> oh so a beautiful mind yeah yeah right so um so yeah um i'm not going to tell if you're right but um what happened there when I was describing the film to you, in the left-hand side of your brain, you started listening to the sounds I was making, fetching the meanings of those sounds, right? Mm-hmm. And then comparing them to a list of films you'd seen.
1: That's why and I was you, looking to my left.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you had to guess. You guessed at Beautiful Mind, yeah? Other people have guessed at, um, at Rain Man and Forrest Gump and a couple of others, yeah? Oh, Forrest Gump. So, I'm going to tell you the same film in Paleo Hebrew, okay? Okay. Um, So, Paleo Hebrew is a language of pictures, and so I'm going to use emojis, okay? So, man running, a few trees, a park bench, a box of chocolates, a shrimp, and a boat. What's the film? Forrest (laughs) Gump. Forest gump and i knew you knew it yeah right that's so funny the, the difference there is when i started um, describing the pictures right the left hand side of your brain couldn't get involved because it was pictures your your left hand side of your brain cannot analyze pictures yeah right it can it can analyze language but not pictures so it was cut out of the process yeah so you're imaging the pictures and all of a sudden, you knew what the film was. Right. There was no doubt. Yeah. It can't mean beautiful mind. It can't mean rain man. It can only mean one thing, one film. Yeah. Right. And I could have I given you those pictures in any order. Yeah. And you would have still known it was Forrest Gump for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When you describe this, I'm picturing like the Egyptians because the, the hieroglyphics, I mean, they painted a lot of pictures in their, in their historical... Oh.
2: Yes, but hieroglyphics came from Paleo-Hebrew, hmm. and I can show, I sh- in that video, I show how um, Paleo-Hebrew, where he- Paleo-Hebrew was on the map, and then how it spread out, and you can see that all languages uh, west of, uh, of, you know, Israel, um, the languages became symbolic, right, and, uh, and abstract, so all the letters didn't mean anything, they were just shapes, yeah, but yeah. you go you go east of that area all the pic- all the le- uh, letters of the languages retain that pictorial view so sanskrit um, uh, chinese um, you know uh, arabic they're all pictograms right. right and so so you can see how it's all pointing towards one place one starting place and it all spread out from there yeah so, so, yeah, that's the that's a, that's a talk on languages. And, yeah, it's one uh, that fascinates me, so I go, I get really into it. So, I mean, that's um, very
1: fascinating because it's easier to understand, you mm-hmm. know.
2: Yeah, so the, the revelation that babies speak a language um, <laughs> was, uh, was, was amazing. Anyway, I um, also talk about the Old Testament and um, what I found out and who the Israelites are and all that sort of thing. Um I speak about alternative health, um, how to heal yourself of anything with nothing. Um, right. uh, what else do I talk about? obviously common law I mentioned before. Um, uh, yeah, just just anything um, that I find uh, in the world that um, is essentially a lie. Um, And I I start to look at it and I find the uh, truth underneath. So um, whatever I discover, I I share.
1: Um, Have you heard of uh, Queen Valera Renita? She talks about uh, Moorish law and common law and how, you know, your only true form of being detached from today's law is to understand your Moorish background. And if, they're they're like the last of the sovereign people of the world. And you know she has this like whole hour and a half lecture, and she talks about how you can, you know, be ahead of like if you're ever in a court of law to understand the language and know where you are as as a human being that you know, like science your silence is more powerful than. Than the language that they speak, and that it's easy to easy to be tricked into the into the, like the city ordinances and you know today's laws, and that the more the more you're knowledgeable about common law, you can protect yourself.
2: Mm. Uh, absolutely, I'd, I'd agree with that. That um, the more you know about um, yeah this common law and and also how this System of contract law, law mm-hmm. of the sea, admiralty law. If you know, if you understand how that works, you can apply common law and uh, and stand in your own sovereignty and and and, and actually retain your sovereignty because um, this legal system is all about um, trying to trick you to give right. away your sovereignty and accept um, to become a legal fiction. Um, the other th- the thing that I don't disagree, uh, I don't agree with, is um, is this whole. Um, focus on, you know, Moors. You know, mm. I'm not a Moor. You know, I'm not descended from Moors. Um, Moors are a particular type of people that um, has nothing to do with me, apart from the fact that um, the word Moor was synonymous with black, and right. so we were, It was retroactively, in a lot of cases, applied to black people. Um, you know, even before there were actual Moors. So, okay. um, so no, um, again, Moore being, um, us being Moors is just another red herring, just like us being Egyptians, it certainly is, you know. We're not right. Egyptians, we were the slaves of Egyptians. Um, so, so, no, I don't, I don't really go along with that, um, that idea. But uh, the whole common law thing, yeah, great. Um, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't ever try and use Moorish law or anything like that because it doesn't apply to me.
1: Yeah. You know, the part of me believe, thinks that, you know, it's part of like categorizing people into a certain way of thinking. Cause, you know, mm. it, you know all, all of racism and like the way that we think, it's all based on categorization of people. And, you know, you just have this like, you know, bias against individuals instead of, you know, just being human. So.
2: Right. But, um, uh, okay, again, when you read the book, you'll find out that, um, okay, there, there are people here who are not quite human. They're, they're hybrids, okay? They're the ones who rule this earth right now. Right. And they essentially mixed with and, and were confederate with all other nations against one nation, okay? Yeah. So that's why you can go to any country in the world and right in the lowest social strata of that country you'll find black people and uh you know doesn't matter where you go right you'll find them um and they all have the they're all treated the same way they're all sort of um you know people keep them in derision and and uh you know they they can't get jobs and they can't, you know they're all they all have the same experience and it's because all these nations uh, made a confederacy to 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 keep this one nation down it says it in uh, psalm 83 i believe yeah.
1: Mm. yeah that's why i love talking to people like yourself because you know I'm, I'm constantly learning about about truth and where where everything originated so you know listening to different viewpoints it kind of you know just clarifies certain things because we're you know we we're all learning, you know, we're, we're all learning where we come from and, and the official stories are just, just propaganda to make us confused, honestly. Yeah,
2: yeah. and that um, lost history of Flat Earth was, I say, it's a, a big revelation. Um, and I, I absolutely believe it, it to be true because it makes sense to me that, yeah. uh, that, you know, we would have a map somewhere, you know, available to us. Um, yeah, you, you look at the moon. <laughs> Yeah, and and the fact that it, it rotates and changes orientation depending on where you are would again mean that there must be a, a calculation or a formula or a very simple rule that you can go look up and go oh there I'm, I must be there yeah you know based on where you look up and you know where how the thing's rotated you can you can be able to go okay that means I'm right there you know? yeah um, I I think it makes sense. And the whole idea of um, our Earth just being a pond melted out of a greater Earth. And that pond is literally moving around, which, you know, okay, it explains ice ages, you know. Yeah. Um, it explains how continents appear and disappear, you know. Um, yeah. And it explains this phenomena of these buildings, uh, you know, these cities yeah uh, that you know are obviously well more advanced than, than cities that we can build um, and uh, you know there's there's all these cities waiting for us under the ice you know yeah um, and I think I think in I think it's a book of Joshua. it talks about um, somebody striking out and wanting to seize a city. It didn't say build a city. To seize a city, take a city for themselves. As if the city is lying about somewhere, you know? Yeah. Um, which, again, sounds like um, what, uh, what this, this video was talking about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, it really intrigues me. And it, um, it, I think it ties in not only to the biblical history, because what if the Garden of Eden, Eden isn't li- literally not available to us because it's not part of our earth at the moment? Yeah you know um it again makes sense to me there that, that you know the way that we're dependent on a compass means that um we're trapped in that in that puddle we can't navigate anywhere else outside of that puddle because you know east and west is just a circle around the north pole and you know yeah. from wherever you are if you head north you'll get to this north pole area and then everywhere south from there so you can, you can't get out of this circle, you yeah. know, just like you can't escape from a ball, a ball.
1: Right. You know, uh, my wife and I, we were on our way from, we were traveling from um, Cleveland, Ohio. And then we, that video had premiered the, the, the Ewar Annan video. And um, it just had us looking at everything from a different perspective because all these old ancient buildings you know like like the cathedrals and the churches now we look at them as like well they were made out of iron oxide they all had the like the 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 crosses at the top of the buildings which were to attract energy from the ether and it's like it makes so much sense how the iron oxide was used to retain some of that energy and that before they put the 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 glass around the um those sound chambers i I can't remember the name of it but they would project music to heal people in the city and that you know all these cities were just designed a certain way to be able to distribute that energy so it all made perfect sense
2: yeah the only thing i disagreed with in that video was where he showed um pictures of these empty cities yeah um so he shows his pictures and there'd be like uh, a horse standing in one corner and but no people. Yeah. Right. Um, the only problem I have with that is, that, you know, in, in the days of, uh, you know, back in those days of, in photography, photography was like you would set up your camera, you take off the lens cap for seven or eight minutes and then put the lens cap on, back on. Um, I now, did think of that. Yeah, if you moved at any time in that seven minutes, you wouldn't appear on it. It was only things that say still for, for, for that length of time would show up. Right. So that's why you see a kind of, I think, you see a fuzzy image where the people would be. It's kind of just like a fuzzy image. Um, and it's literally, the uh, you know, it could be, I'm not saying it is, but it could be there's people walking around, but they're walking around too fast to be caught by the, uh, the, the shutter, you know, the, the very primitive shutter. And as the yeah. camera technology got better, then it, the shutter speeds got quicker so that they could capture more people.
1: Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you because we used to, when I was in photography in high school, you know, we had these old cameras where you looked down and then, you, you know, they, they would take black and white photos and if mm. you were photographing something that was moving, you couldn't capture it because you needed... Yeah. A certain number of seconds for that for that object to stand perfectly still so that makes perfect sense why no one was in those pictures because everybody was moving.
2: that's i'm not saying that that's true it's just something that occurred to me um and it would explain um why you'd see these empty cities and then uh, later on you'd start seeing more and more people um I, I don't know but um yeah yeah it's a possibility so i don't normally just go along with something you know if i can find a A rational explanation for it
1: yeah but definitely all those structures and buildings I mean they were all torn down and burnt down to hide the the privy existence of that civilization because none of those buildings were temporary I mean how can you have 300,000 people in in the stands if it's a temporary structure you know
2: right yeah how you know those um uh world's fairs where you'd see these essentially a massive city all lit up with with all this power, I think they literally came across this city, right? Um, maybe dug a bit of it out of the mud, right? And then realised, oh, the power's still on. Yeah. And uh in order to to hide it, they they just uh, you know open it all up and say it's the World's Fair. Have a look at all this, and then at the end of it, then they can legitimately destroy it all and yeah. say, oh, we, we just built it for the World's Fair, you know. And yeah. it would only it only take a generation or two um, of people who realize that they found it, you know, to, to die off. And then all memory right. of it's gone. You know, Right.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if you've come across this kid. His, his name is Parker Edmonton. And he's this uh, little like genius. He's, he's probably like in high school still. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he recreated the whole Tesla coil in his backyard. So, oh, wow. okay. and he's just using copper wires. He's coiling everything. He's got this like spherical thing in his backyard, and he's able to turn on a switch and he's grabbing power from the ether. So he's replicating this whole energy system, and I, I find it very fascinating. And uh, oh wow,
2: I've never heard of him. What was the name again?
1: Parker Edmonton.
2: Okay, he, he, he goes
1: by Doctor Doctor Parker, I think on on TikTok. Yeah, okay. I. I I just came across him by accident and I follow his channel on YouTube and he's, he's like a little genius and he's like, his fascination was, is everything be that's before
2: 1920.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm finding that when I'm researching, um, you know, history, I will not look at anything sort of uh, later than 1930. I'll look at things from the 1700s, 1800s, but you know. Early 1900s, but nothing newer because it's gonna be bullshit. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, I think uh, you know they made a concerted effort to hide stuff, uh, late 1800s and early 1900s, right, um, in preparation for this moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was just watching the the interview with uh, Eric Dubay, and he made a statement about Hitler and the Holocaust, and that got taken down because it was against the narrative. Mm -hmm. and uh they had to delete it out in order to re-upload the the video but that that's just kind of like one example of how our history is so hidden that they're willing to protect it at all costs just to keep us asleep
2: yeah i don't i you know again i don't know enough about um hitler and uh you know what what eric debase found out but one interesting thing is uh one of his programs that he was um he had initiated, was called Liebensborn. And it was essentially, um, he uh, collected together the blondest um, blue-eyed women um, and sort of made up brothels, essentially, and paired them with uh, the blondest blue-eyed males. Um, hmm. Essentially, they, they, they were saying it um, to, uh, to create the Ubermensch, the, you know, the superman. But, you know, again, when you realize that those those traits are Nephilim traits. So he was trying to breed out the human and breed in the pure Nephilim again. Mm. So just, yeah, just an aside aside there. That's that's what I think he was trying to do.
1: Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) knows? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the history has just been so grappled and Mm -hmm. uh, we, we can't. I can't believe anything that that that's official, you know, because there's some sort of agenda behind every official story, you know.
2: Well, yeah, you're seeing it. You're seeing it now with this COVID stuff, you know. Oh because, yeah. You know they'll they'll categorically state something in the beginning, and then and later on they'll they'll reveal it's a lie, It was a lie, and and you know. Uh, like for six months later, oh, no, we, no, no, that's not true. And, you know, and all the all the stuff that we're coming out with, which is conspiracy theory, um, a few right. months later, no, oh, no, no, that's, yeah, did you know? Did you know that's how it works, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, it's silly, you know, they're the rewriting history as they're going along, you know?
1: <laughs> right. Well, hopefully we'll survive all this and, you know, in 10 years we can look back and say, you know, we were right to oppose this because it was all, just a bunch of nonsense.
2: Well, I think you know what. Um, as I said, I think this whole thing has already been written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the book says that we win in the end, and uh, they're already on their way out. Um, I hope but, so. You know, the rev- the revolution will not be televised. So, no, you know, the media is never going to tell us.
1: Right. We just have to stand firm and and stick together and keep speaking the truth. Cause you know, like, like last year I, I was very hesitant to do this type of show because I was afraid of the ridicule, the mm-hmm. the negative comments and, you know, putting myself out there was, was a great risk for me, you know, mm-hmm. cause I, I, you know, I, we lived in Hollywood and we're a part of that whole, you know, mind control. <laughs> yeah. It, it's hard to step away from something that, that is uh, more honest and, and, uh, you know, forthright. And so now I'm just taking my chance and, and you know, talking to people like yourself and, and I wanna get this, you know, information out there and hopefully wake up people before we get taken down, you know. Who well, knows I, how long YouTube is gonna be here.
2: Yeah. Well I, I applaud your uh, your willingness to put your head above the parapet.
1: Yeah. And you know, it, a lot of it was was, you know, I didn't understand everything to be able to repeat it, you know, cause it was all very new to me and I was still in search of like the answers and like, you know, there were, there were things about the flat earth, um, that didn't c- completely make sense to me, but I, I feel like now I'm in complete understanding. I don't exactly repeat everything that the way, you know, a, a lot of you repeat stuff, mm. you know, but I'm, I'm still learning, you know, I'm still a baby truther.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, you get there. You'll get there.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and, and meeting with me, and and uh, yeah, your wisdom is so valued, and, and a lot. Hopefully, it gets to a lot of people who have never heard of you before, and then they reconsider the world that we live in. So, I appreciate you coming on 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 the show and and talking your mind.
2: Well, thank you, and uh, you just keep doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Well, um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? You know, like maybe like a project that you're working on?
2: Uh um, not really because um I guess the projects I'm working on are are, are local and that we're hoping to to export to other other localities. So at the moment um I'm just concentrating on local stuff. Um, you know, like peace constables and things to to try and challenge the uh, the, the status quo. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird time that we're living in, and you know we're we're just trying to not get sucked up into the to the propaganda, and <laughs> yeah. You know, trying not to get locked down and be forced to take certain, you know, magic juice, whatever you want
2: to call it. Well, here's the thing: don't don't ever worry about that because it can never ever be you know, mandatory in the way you think of it. Yeah, right. it'll, it'll always come down to you voluntarily accepting it. And that's
1: what I've been noticing. And then, uh, ultimately, you can't be for I mean, I mean, I've been seeing watching people getting tackled in Australia and just being forced inoculated right on the spot. But um, hopefully, it doesn't come down da- come down to that. You know, here.
2: Well, there's two things about um, this Australian footage. Okay, and two two different points of view, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. Um, first of all, we, you can't always trust um stuff that comes out of other countries yeah so um we had had it recently here the Indian variant okay mm-hmm. so the media were showing us all these horrible scenes of people dying in the streets and stuff right uh until somebody pointed out it was uh, from a gas leak two years ago the footage mm. they were using okay and and the uh, Indian government was saying no there's nothing here there's no such thing as the Indian variant. So then they changed it to the Delta variant and then carried on regardless, you know. So uh, mm. you can't always trust what comes out of other countries. But saying that, if it is true, then my take on what how they're getting away with what they're doing in Australia is that Australia started as a, as a penal colony. Yeah. And everybody there um, essentially are the descendants of... Uh, of, of prisoners yeah and prisoners have no rights so you know if 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 they are getting um, getting away with doing that then they're literally i think that's their justification wow i hadn't looked at it like that wow just what i think anyways might not be true just what i think
1: yeah in a lot of those videos i mean if you really think about it you don't actually see needles being no. injected so yeah you'd have to really look at it
2: anything that comes from the mainstream media is going to be lies yeah true because they want you to believe to be you know they want you to feel a sense of hopelessness that you know there's no way of getting away from it so oh well i better have it then yeah i mean they
1: they definitely want us scared in any in, in any way shape or form they want us to be in fear yeah
2: um I actually called this 10 years ago. I've got a video on my channel called Interview with Simon 2010. And in it, I say, well, you know what? They tried to frighten us with the swine flu, but uh, but you know what? We, we all said, no, we don't want this vaccine. Uh, yeah. But they're not going to stop there. They're going to keep coming at us with something even more frightening. And if that doesn't work, something even more frightening will go along until they frighten us enough. To make us take this vaccine that's what it's all about yeah and we're we're almost there <laughs> almost there but you know what as i said don't be don't be afraid don't act in fear Right? say no yeah
1: that's
2: it so yeah you know, at the end of the day you're gonna die right Right. You're going to die, and you know it doesn't matter if you die um, when because somebody holds you down and sticks a needle in your arm, or you trip over a paving stone and they hit your head. You know, and it could happen five minutes from now. It could happen fifty years from now. You don't know. So true. there's no, no point in worrying about death because that's the one inevitable thing about life.
1: True, very true. So I take that think off about the table.
2: that. Yeah, take that off the table, and now you've got nothing to worry about.
1: Yeah. Well, that's definitely something to think about, because um, that that's come across my mind, you know. And it's like, th- there's no reason to succumb, when, you know, it's really up to up to your decision and see what happens. Like, I mean, a lot of companies are going to find alternative ways of dealing with you and, you know, and placing you somewhere else. And if they are going to fire you, then then you get unemployment.
2: <laughs> well, um. I'm, I'm getting a lot of calls from people who are saying that oh my, I'm, I've got, my, my company is telling me I've got to take this vaccine or else I'm going to lose my job. So I'm sending them my vaccine conditional letter, so conditional acceptance saying I'm happy to take the vaccine on the condition that you give me this information. And it's seven or eight things that um, a doctor or whoever trying to push this vaccine on you should be able to give you in all good conscience. Right. Yeah, but they can't because it doesn't exist. So, exactly. uh, so one of them will be a double-blind placebo-controlled study that shows the safety and effectiveness of vaccines. They should be able to give it to you. You know, Anyone wanting to jab you should say, okay, here's a study that shows it's safe and effective. But they can't because it doesn't exist. Right. So if they can't give you that information, then they're basically saying that they, in their opinion, it's not safe because they can't give you that information um plus there's also a liability statement that says you know i doctor whatever um take full financial and commercial liability for any damage that happens to you (laughs) after taking this vaccine which they will not sign right yeah so it leaves you in a stalemate position because you're saying i want to take it i'm happy to take it as long as you give me this information and sign the liability statement right yeah, and the balls in their court they can't they can't hit it back
1: hmm. good point yeah i like that yeah you are gonna have to send me that form
2: <laughs> yeah um okay i will do wanna uh, get off here
1: all right cool well right. thank you so much for coming on this show it was a pleasure and honor like you know I, i'm pretty excited that you were able to come on here and we'll uh We'll have to see what happens and hopefully we can talk again and hopefully in an under different circumstances, hopefully we can win and, and come out of this, you know, triumphantly.
2: <laughs> yeah, we will. Don't worry. We will. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just got to keep a positive uh, outlook and, you know, just keep putting that information out there and keep waking people up. It's all we can do.
2: All we can do. Yeah. Thank- thanks a lot.
1: All right. Thank you. All right. You have a yeah. good one. Enjoy the rest of your day. Best of luck okay, to you. Thank
2: you. Thank
1: you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for watching this episode of KGP Presents. Be sure to follow Dave Murphy, a.k.a. Allegedly Dave, by clicking the links in the description. The links in the description. <laughs> and if you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And if you love this show, you can support us by purchasing a t-shirt, hat, or sling bag. Just go to www.kgup1065.com forward slash shop. Links are also in the description. 100% of the profits go back into running this show in the radio station KGUP FM Emerge Radio. You can check out what's playing right now by saying Google ask KGUP FM to play. Or if you have Alexa, you can say Alexa, play KGUP FM. Again, thank you for watching KGUP Presents. Until next time, this is Mikey J. I'm out. <laughs>
0: How much I gotta say it Earth is flat Bro, you need to check your facts I got high up through the roof And I landed on the moon The moon flat through In reality Everything is just in 2D Like a video came from 1983 I'm up and down the street While y'all sleep Y'all sleep,